Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig, a.k.a. Nine Live Lounge Bro. I'm here representing the NLL today. I've got a little beer, got this airdrop to me earlier today as a, a gift of being in the NLL, and I am joined tonight by Mr. Ted Lasso. Ted, how are we doing? Knock a diddle do. How's it going? Smells like potential in here. We are seven weeks into the season, and I still remember our conversation during the summer as if it was yesterday. TJ, I said to you, this is going to be a challenge, this whole TOC thing. But hey, taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse. If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you ain't doing it right. And then I go to Bach. Bach is a great DFS player, but I had to try to convince him, you got to leave the field. You got to be a TOC coach. And I go, Bach, coach. I'm really glad that you decided. Shut to... up. You had me at TOC, Coach. Good job, guys. That was a nice introduction. Best intro we've ever had. For those of you that maybe are not as familiar with Ted Lasso, we've got these two fine gentlemen with us here tonight. And Box really, uh, you know, he, he did a deep character study by watching – zero episodes of Ted Lasso in his life. So uh, he really, really knows how to act in character tonight. And Justin's so just going to do the accent for the whole, the whole show. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Chad, you'll have to also let us know how you feel about that. Happy Halloween, everyone. We are here for another edition of the Owners Club Strategy Show. We're going to be breaking down everything that happened in week seven. We are going to go through our optimal lineups for all four contests coming up into week eight, and then we've got a little, little Q&A from the listener. So we took some questions via Twitter and Discord earlier. Definitely hit us with your questions in chat. Going to do a whole Q&A section before we, of course, get into our Thursday night owner's club projection props and the prize picks parlay of the night. Wrapping it off with some giveaways, prize picks giveaways, Thrive giveaways, giveaways for the chat. Lots of giveaways, lots of treats to give away, if you will. We're not really big on the whole trick in here. We love everyone, but we got some treats for y'all. I'm supposed to not smile. That's what I'm told. And I just have to <laughs> help myself. Justin's so ridiculous. And also, before we get too deep into things, I do want to remind everyone. Oh, no. This is the old version. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Ignore the slide. I'm taking the slide away. Uh, we will TJ, be at NFT NYC. TJ. TJ. Do you know what the happiest animal on earth is? What's that? It's a goldfish. You know why? Why is it's that? It's got a 10-second memory. <laughs> Be a goldfish, TJ. Be a Forget goldfish. Forget about that and let's move on. Be a goldfish. Next week, Tuesday night, 6 to 9 p.m. at Tap House 33, we will be in New York City hosting a little OTM meetup. So definitely hope to see you guys there on Monday night. We will be at the Top Shot Happy Hour. So hopefully we'll see people on, on back-to-back nights for those of you that are in New York next week. All right, let's do it. We're going to go ahead, get into a little bit of a week seven recap. We had the highest, lowest scores as always. A couple, uh, couple unique cards, I would say, up here on the leaderboard. And certainly the highlight of the week was the New England running back going for 55, which I believe is a TOC record. Bach. Did you ever think we would see 55 points? And if so, what were the chances of it being from the New England running back card? Yeah, I, I mean, 55 is a lot. Uh, 
the New England running back card getting to 55 is kind of remarkable. And, you know, I, I don't know how many people are reading Ryan Reynolds' article comes out on Fridays, normally kind of Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Uh, he talked about New England in his article, New England running back, New England defense, good correlated play this week, and New England running back having some upside. Uh, I think I saw they were like 25 or 3% owned in the, the main event. So if you played them, you were pretty much cashing and probably had a decent chance to cash high. Uh, it's a massive score. And I mean, they scored a touchdown to go like with like one minute left to go up by 40 or something ridiculous. And they were just, they just couldn't be stopped. And so, uh, you know, you might see some, you might see the, uh, the Jets opponents be uh, on the, the table for an optimal lineup again this week. Yeah. I think you can tell from the leaderboard, A, they obviously needed them to, to play super high, but also B, because they were so low owned, you were still able to get a top 10 without them. Whereas if they were in more of that, like seven to 9% owned, you probably would have needed to have them to be in the top 10. Justin, what were your, or Ted, what, what am I supposed to call you? What were your thoughts on, on last week? A little different, a little American football for you. Yeah, I've never really concerned myself with much wins or losses. And if you looked into my history, I used to coach in D2 football. That European football, that's the new thing to me. I, it still confuses me. But uh, no, nah, I, I think it was a pretty good week. I think uh, one thing that I really call out is the art on this stuff. You got to love the art. Like, I just want to put it I just wanna put it, put it in my pocket. God, so much fun. Very nice. Very nice. Also, you know, since since Justin's uh, not interested in giving any actual takes, I'll, I'll take the reins here. Uh, no, I think the, the other most surprising thing of the week has to be this card on the top right. Kansas City quarterback being in the five yeah. lowest. We've talked about how they're not an auto play um, as the top pick every week, but if you have them, it's hard to imagine you're not putting them into your main event lineup. And that game was just a, a comedy of errors for them. They were they were really bad. They uh, and it, it raises a few questions about like what's going to happen. You know, they're they're big favorites again, um, but that offense looks pretty broken. And you know, I wouldn't bet against Mahomes on the long term, but I'd also be a little skeptical to play them again. Yeah, it's pretty nuts to me how they're just like I, I was just kept assuming that they're going to be back to the Chiefs that we know, but it does not. Seem to be the case. The other thing, and I think this is like the second week in a row, but we've got Cincinnati all over the top scores. Is this is this offense, you know, becoming one of the the more fantasy friendly offenses in the league? It's it's funny that the tight end card for Cincinnati, I feel like, is one of the most volatile because in any given week, it can be the number one tight end, or it could easily find itself into a a low ball lineup. We've seen quite a wide range of outcomes there. I don't want to give a little sneak peek here, but uh, that Cincinnati card may find its way into the optimal this week too. Those are uh, running backs, and if people who play in fantasy and all those you know number games, they don't like it because Joe Mixon, he's not getting that third down work. He's not getting all the carries. They're a little upset. But you, a Samaj P. Ryan fan, and you, a fan of just sharing the wealth in this game, those running backs, they do well because you get a little P. Ryan, you get a little Mixon, you may even get a little Chris Evans, and you mix them all together, and you get a strong score. Yes, indeed. High-scoring week for the defenses, too. Got got three defenses here, 15-plus points. So, And it really, I mean, across across the board, another high-scoring high week, which I guess has just kind of come to expect. And, man, the, the L.A. Goats card is just wide receiver, Cooper Cup, a true legend, and uh, love that. 
All right, let's take a look at the let's take a look at the main event here. So we've got a an OG as far as you know. I remember seeing Duval back in the the early early days of the Discord. Takes it down, books the seat to the live final with a score of one sixty three point six six. Full on LA onslaught. LA quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end survived the the kind of goose near goose egg from the tight end, but uh, mixing that in with the top scoring defense and the top scoring running back, quite quite a nice lineup built here. And uh, I think this is the first time we've seen a double stack make its way to the top of the leaderboard. And I think what's really interesting here is uh, when you when you get someone like you were talking about earlier, that low percentage, you know, that New England running back, when they're only, you know, not played nearly as high as you expect from the running back positions, we actually see some contrarian value coming to the top because you didn't need to be perfect here at tight end. Taking a 4.6, that could have been, wow, this would have been crazy. What if, like, the winner of the low ball and the main events, like, played the same tight end card? Like, that legitimately could have happened this week because Duval got a little contrarian. Like, you know, hey, you see a fork in the road, you take it. You got to swerve one way, and in this opportunity, when you go against the grain and you play that card that's not as popular, it gives you a little more wiggle room elsewhere. And I think that's where, like, it's a difficult – it's really a difficult theory to understand for, like, us Kansasers around this, like, contrarian aspect because I really just want to play the ones who score the most points, but this shows that, hey, in those times when something that isn't owned as much scores a ton of points, those running backs, they show up here, and if you look at the rest of the points, we can't see them for two through four because uh, – I don't know. It's probably like hidden behind the scene of this computer or something. It's behind it. But if you do that, like you'll see those scores weren't that high either. So I think like that helps to show that like, hey, maybe take a little chance and you might, uh, you know, may, 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 may benefit. Yep, yep. So there we go. And then we've got the side hustle here. Nice little mixture. Obviously, New England running back, nearly a must-have to make it into the top 10. But because – we have the New England running back card going off. You see kind of a, a deeper variety of combinations because it's not the typical chalky quarterback wide receiver stack that we've seen in the past. So New England running back, Tampa wide receiver, blows out the field with over 100 points in the side hustle. That's that's impressive. Okay, we'll I'm not sure. I mean, over breaking 100 in the side hustle, we I don't want to say we'll never see it again, but it's not going to be in there very often. That is tough to do. That's true. And I mean, I see some people in the chat and Discord. They're all like, you know, hey, can you guys make a contest just for the running backs? Because running backs don't matter. Everyone says it on Twitter. Like, RB don't matter stuff. But I think this is the second time we've seen the top of the low ball, at least second time, and the top of the side hustle, included a running back. So while their average may not be that high, like more often, yeah, wide receivers are going to score more, the higher end of the running backs in those games, like when, hey, New England, the actual team, puts up 50 points – there's a lot of opportunity for those running backs to show up. So I do think there is a substantial upside and a you know, bit of a contrarian to play these running backs. Um, I wouldn't be so shy, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be so shy, so quick to shy away from them. That's all I'm saying. Yep, yeah, Brock, anything interesting that you noticed in the side hustle this week? Yeah, I think, you know, I, we saw a lot more of the, uh, of the New England, you know, right at the top of the leaderboard, just because that differentiation was so much, versus everything else and no i mean i think it's definitely uh contrarian is the name of the game in the side hustle there's going to be weeks where stacks hit and if you've got those super super low cereals maybe you can make your way to the top but trying to get a bit contrarian you know three people or two people at qb wide receiver for tampa and new england and you know you outscored them by 12 points i mean just a massive score i don't think we'll see 100 again this this year in the side hustle 
That's a, that's a bold call, Baca. Enough. I want you to know I value each of your opinions, even when they're wrong. And we've got everyone's favorite contest, the low ball, led by the Houston quarterback. How about this? A tie at the top of low ball, but not because it was the same lineup. They just happened to have a 2v2 that scored exactly the same. I guess that's more likely in low ball than it would be in a high score contest. But uh, the, the high serial of 852, breaking the tie over 725. We got Houston quarterback, Seattle running back, Cleveland wide receiver, SF tight end, Detroit defense. Any thoughts on the, the low ball? Lots of Bears and uh, Houston's and, lot, yeah, a lot of the same cards. I, I got to say, like, I like the way America does it. Over, over the pond, if it's a tie, they just end it. They're like, yeah, it's a tie. Okay, see you next week here. It's a tie? No, we got a tiebreaker. Serial matters. Shout out to Troy in the chat. Sorry to see it, but it's oh. the name of the game. Last run. Oh, so so Surefire was in the lead, and then the current winner actually lost points to their four. <laughs> so like. Oh, that's a. That's some next level meta sweating right there. <laughs> You're like sitting in second place. Like, I hope my running back loses two yards on this carry. <laughs> uh, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think in the low ball, we're going to see a lot of the same, not even just cards, but teams in general across the board. Like we're going to see that Houston and bears uh, logos a lot, not logos, pictures of art a lot. Yeah, and you go and I mean you go back and look at it again this week, and those those two teams are, are two of the four lowest total teams. Uh, Houston playing against the the LA Goats defense, which is which is you know really good, obviously. Chicago playing against San Francisco's defense, which has been the best against the run, and the only thing Chicago wants to do is run the ball. They want to take the ball out of whoever's playing quarterback for them's hands as much as possible. So. We certainly are an, a number more weeks away of this leaderboard being littered with with those teams. Yeah, and I saw someone in chat. I think it was Cameron. He was talking about how he saw a team that played all 18 – or no, they got 18th place, and they played all Texans. And I was thinking about that. And, like, I think, like, hey, that's a decent floor opportunity, like maybe to get some money and kind of plays. But I think it's probably tricky to actually play all QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and expect none of them to do anything. I think you probably want to maybe – change up one of those because I mean unless that team's gonna literally score zero points and like do no yards more likely even a really bad score is probably gonna be like the QB and the wide receivers do poorly maybe their running backs got like one touchdown and fell in so maybe this gives you a bit more of a structure like hey maybe stack a QB wide receiver tight end expect that it's gonna go really badly and uh maybe fade that running back go somewhere else do a little zigzag aspect yeah, it's an interesting stack there. Houston defense just ruining it with nine points. Like, absolute smash game. If Houston defense only scores, what, two points, then they would have been the winner. No, so, I think – oh, yeah, yeah. Seven, right? Because minus yeah. seven, they would have been seven, minus seven. Seven they last. Two, yeah. yeah. But uh, – Got you math wizards. There it is. The only other thing I'll just quickly call out, the, the both the top two places had the Cleveland – uh, wide receivers locked them in from last Thursday night. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, our Thursday night game, uh, a bit more interesting where we've got the 
the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers and Arizona Cardinals playing on Thursday, that was probably not going to look great for a low ball for anyone but a defense until Green Bay's entire wide receiver core got ruled out. So, you know, now there's a little bit of a, of a question mark, I think, uh, but certainly on paper, a game that's not as likely to impact the side hustle uh, in the way that we've seen the last few weeks of those pre-lock games impacting, excuse me, I said the side hustle, impacting the low ball. Yes, I still think Mr. Rogers' neighborhood has the ability to kind of support those wide receivers, but I think more importantly, the opportunity there for the running back and the tight ends, this could boost them up into the main event lineup just because their increased volume means increased points in my book. Speaking of tight ends, here we go. We've got the Island of Misfit cards, lots of Tampa defense, lots of Atlanta tight end, a couple Dolphins tight ends, but only one. Cincinnati tight end yet again at the top of the leaderboard in the Island of Misfit cards. And uh, yeah, interesting, interesting one here. Interesting to see how many people played the exact combination of Atlanta tight end and Tampa defense. I don't know if that's anything that, you know, you could have predicted beforehand, but is is it, you think it's because Atlanta tight end is kind of right in that middle ground of it's not the Kansas City tight end, you have to play it in your main event because it's more of that mid-tier or any uh, thoughts as to why we're seeing more of that? Obviously, we're seeing them on top of leaderboard because they scored a lot, but uh, in terms of the combos there. Last Sunday morning, Bach and I, we were in the coaches' room. We were going back and forth for our DFS, trying to figure out who do we play. And Kyle Pitts kept, 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 kept pumping up. Like in Mike Asiki, there was a little like a 1v1 between those two. I think those were pretty solid plays. I think we might have had them as kind of the third or third and fourth best plays behind Kansas City and Las Vegas. So uh, I just think those are those are solid, solid plays. When uh, when Miami gets Will Fuller, Devontae Parker back, I think it becomes a little more challenging for the Dolphins tight end there. But uh, as it stands now, and it's kind of same thing with Atlanta. You know, they're starting to get a little more healthy with those wide receivers. That good, that good guy, Russell Gage, that's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's got a little moves and stuff, and he's going to take a little volume away from Kyle Pitts. But uh, I think those are just solid cards, solid teams. Yeah, I think the other thing, you know, the, those two teams were kind of in a, in a projected or potential shootout game. So it didn't have a super high total last week, but those were two teams that, you know, as you were looking at the slate last week, you were saying, hey, this is a game that, that you know, could be just like a bad team shootout. We see those happen somewhat frequently when two, you know, not great teams play each other. They just keep firing. And that's what, that's what happened. So, you know, you're not going to see a lot of people playing Kansas City tight end in the Iona Misfit cards. You'll see some, but you know, 15% owned in the main event as we see there. But if you've if you've got Atlanta, you've got Miami, and you've got Kansas City, you might be you know, and you've got Baltimore, you might be playing those in your Iona Misfit as high upside but kind of lower floors than the others. Can we go figure out who played uh, the Kansas City tight end in the low ball? Because I want to give them a little trick or treat in my mind. <laughs> I was wondering that same thing. I do think tight end Brilliant. might be the most tight end might be the most interesting position for me looking across the tournaments ownership wise. Just because you know how do you break down some of the elite tight ends between the main event and the misfit cards, and then again seeing some people playing something like Kansas City tight end in the side hustle. We talked about this a little bit last week. Surprised to see Miami oh, Miami tight end coming at eight point four nine in the side hustle. That Island of Misfit number should always be higher than that side hustle number. If it's not, yeah. then there's something wrong. I know there's a couple outliers where, like, hey, maybe you didn't have an extra defense, but you got a you got a tight end and other cards. So you're like, okay, this is a chance of the side hustle. 
but overall, there should always be a hell of a lot more tight ends in the Island of Misfit cards. Like, show them some love. Go to that island rather than trying to play with those big boys, the wide receivers, running backs, and QBs in that side hustle. Yeah. Love I it, don't think it. it's happening from anyone who's listening to the show. But if you, if it is and you're listening to the show, if you literally have two extra cards and one of them or both of them, well, they can't both be, one of them's a tight end, sure, throw it in the side hustle, fill out those lineups. But if you're ever picking a tight end over a wide receiver, over a running back for your side hustle lineup, you're doing it wrong. We've had one score over, I think, 24 for a tight end this entire season. It's going to be really tough for you to even min cash with a side a tight end in your side hustle lineup. And so, the side hustles, the side hustle scores winning are 100 points this week. It's at least 80, 90 each week. Like that 24, 25 ain't doing it. Even if you're doing like the top end and maybe they get up to 30, that's still probably shy of what you need for the side hustle. It's a tight end of the side hustle is a wasted tight end. That's what I always said. All right. Any final comments on week seven before? Well, actually, let's talk about our optimal lineup. Look at this preparation. We've got our lineup from last week, all of the points that we scored, and we scored just barely more than the side hustle winner with five jokers. So that is not good by us. That's pretty bad. And TJ, heard that it was even more. 100.4. We, we outscored the side hustle lineup by 0.02. So there's that. But this was a tough go for us. I mean, like we said, Kansas City. But whew, it's a good thing I week. never really concerned myself with wins or losses. Yeah. Thank goodness. Because we're still chasing a big a, loss. We're still chasing the cat. Not just still chasing. We've had a couple of caches, decent caches. This week was not. I mean, we were one of a lot of people who played a Kansas City stack in what was supposed to be the highest scoring game of the se- the season. You know, I I like I said in the opener, like that offense might be broken. It's it's definitely tough to to go to go invest in them, and that might give you a little bit of a contrarian option this week. They still have a super high total, but they just like they look terrible. Uh, just and and Tennessee hasn't been a particularly good defense this year, so. Ted, if you were Andy Reid, what would you be in there telling telling the fellows from Kansas City? You know, character. I'd just be saying, believe. You got to believe. It's not so much that I got to believe in you, but you got to believe in yourself. And then together we can make it work. But I got to give some credit. There's a smarty, smarty pants in the chat right now because he noticed that the difference between the side hustle and our optimal was only our two cents. What does that mean? That's a math joke. 100.4 and 100.42. The only difference is 0.02. That's two cents, Teach. <laughs> I don't. I still don't think I get that one. Bach, do you get it? Am I missing? Yeah, I get it. It's saying like our two cents, our lineup, you know, our thoughts were what we won oh, by. Oh my goodness. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, nice. I, I just. <laughs> let's I get just came security. up with that. I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> oh man, so. I think that closes the book on on week seven. We didn't even touch on this at the top of the hour, but the packs are gone. Packs have been sold out. No more packs available for the owners club. So as we head into just about the midway point of the season, you can still purchase single cards. Head on over there. You'll get one randomized card. And they, uh, yeah, we'll touch on some other stuff later. All right, let's get into our optimal lineups for this week. So we've got all four that we're going to talk through. 
this time around. Main event, side hustle, low ball, misfit cards. We'll touch on the slate as a whole and just uh, go through some of our favorite options for each content. Yeah. Contest type. Yep. TJ, our format, it was broken. It needed to change. And look, I know a change can be scary. One minute you're playing freeze tag out there, a recess with all your buddies, and next thing you know, you're getting zits. Your voice gets low. Scanion leans over your desk to check how your project's going. You feel all squiggly inside. She was a striking woman. Not classically beautiful, but striking. First time I saw tan lines, too. Now, most of the time, change is a good thing. And I think that's what it's all about, embracing change, being brave. Doing what you have to be so everyone in your life can move forward with theirs. And maybe it's the only way to make her be happy. And by her, I obviously mean our optimal lineup segment. And speaking of the optimal lineup, we've got Buffalo back from by last Mac, week. Mac, you can have him. Mac, you can have him. <laughs> we've got the Buffalo stack, Buffalo quarterback, wide receiver. Uh, you know, anytime that Buffalo is on the slate, always going to be one of the top options. Kansas City tight end, you know, even with the struggles, we still just got to keep the faith, keeping them down there. The L.A. Goats seem to be a fixture on the defensive end, too. But one that we do not usually see in the optimal lineup is the Cincinnati running back. So, Ted, Bach, can you guys please explain how this happened? Was this an error? Bach, this is your city. Take it away, boy. My Bengals, yeah. They're for real. Uh, and, you know, we just saw they're playing, they're playing the, Je- the New York Jets this week. We just saw the Jets get smashed for 55 points by New England. I don't think you can reasonably assume that, you know, anyone's ever going to get 55 points again this year. But uh, Kansas or Cincinnati has been uh, really eff- effective on offense. And given they're projected to win this game comfortably, probably going to lean on the run more. We just saw, you know, uh, New-, New England put up a huge score. I think the one thing that, that scares me a little bit about this play is Cincinnati's been passing kind of second most in the league in terms of like red zone passing over expectation. So definitely trying to keep it in the air generally. But, you know, when you look at the slate, uh, lots of, uh, you know, uh, lots of, of good running back teams in close matchups. I think the Bengals are the ones with just the, the, the big spread, the commitment to the run. So. You know, I, I don't know. We'll see him here again. They have been the high scoring running back on the week already. Uh, I don't know. We'll see him in our optimal again, but pretty excited by, for me, how good the Bengals are. Yeah. And you may not know this about me and my family, but I come from a line of Cowboys. And so last name Lasso, it makes sense. So I'm a little, I'm a little fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a little soft hearted to people whose last name, it works with their job. Now that guy on the Bengals, Jamar Chase, what a name. All they do all day is they just run around chasing him. They can't catch him. It's fantastic. (laughs) All right. Now we've got the side hustle, and we've got the the Dallas QB, Minnesota wide receiver. A little bit of a a reverse stack here. So Dallas and Minnesota playing against each other. Uh, What are your guys' thoughts on those two cards? as individuals and then also just that kind of game environment and the idea of playing them together in the side hustle. Yeah, I'll jump in. And I think when we put these together, like we're trying to get a little strategic, trying to think about like, Hey, if I had a portfolio of cards and I'm thinking about like, what do I want to play? And I think this is a good opportunity where I can maybe get a little contrarian, but take some high upside. And so thinking about that game, how it might play out Dallas versus Minnesota, 
it's difficult to choose a kind of card for Dallas besides the QB because you got Schultz has been doing fantastic, a tight end department, and then maybe Blake Jarwin even pops in for a couple too. You got two running backs in there that can both go off. And then you've got two of the best wide receivers in the league with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Like, that is a lot of weapons. Too many weapons for me. Even the American military is getting scared over there. So instead, I'm just going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take that QB and say, hey, who can I match it up with on the other side of the team? And if Dallas is able to kind of put up points, you know Minnesota is going to be chasing. And if they're chasing, I want to get that wide receiver group. So this is why I could see like a little, little game stack, a little high-scoring endeavor. Uh, and uh, maybe I won't have too much competition other people playing that same combo against me. Bach, any thoughts on that strategy in general, whether specific to these two teams or not? Yeah, I think it makes sense. You know, you look at this, this is a, a similar, you know, a similar game to kind of Atlanta-Miami we called out earlier. These teams are a little bit better than Atlanta-Miami are, but a game that could you know, really elevate over the, the projected total if it gets into a shootout. Both of these teams have been in a few shootouts this year. It's it's a way to get contrarian in a high upside environment, and that's in the side hustle what you're looking for. It's a way to get a little bit contrarian, high upside environment. Looks like there's some some Dak injury talk in the chat too. Obviously, this is uh, assuming that Dak plays. I, I would yeah. I would not be too com- comfortable with Dallas quarterback if Dak is going to end up being out. But I'm not yeah. sure the latest of the injury. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I, I'm still anticipating that he will play, and if Justin's anticipating he'll play, this will change. But I think it, it, it seems pretty likely he's going to be in. Yeah, and if he does play, like, Dak doesn't do it on the ground anymore. That was a thing of the past. Like, we're not trying to – we're not expecting points from him on the ground. So, uh, if he is healthy, I expect him to be able to throw the ball, and that's what matters. Maybe even get some uh, depressed ownership as well to make him a bit unique in there as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm firing on all cylinders if he's playing. All right, now we've got the low ball. Look at this stacked lineup here. We've got Chicago quarterback, Houston running back, Miami wide receiver, New York Jets tight end, Miami defense. Man, I'll tell you what. I drafted in one of my season-long like keeper leagues, Justin Fields, thinking, you know, future of my franchise, and oh, my God. It's literally so bad. Like, I was following that game on my phone on Sunday, and it was like he was turning the ball over. And if he wasn't turning it over, he was fumbling. And then and then they were managing to recover it. Like, he, he's t- it's not good for Justin Fields and the, the Chicago Bears. Best thing you can say about him is that he uh, he sees the field. That's uh, true to his last name. But too often he's seen it too close to the ground getting sagged nonstop. It ain't pretty. That offensive line makes it trouble. And uh, – I think in fantasy, you look at it and you're like, hey, maybe he can actually get me some points in the ground. But the way that we score, it's all about points in the air, getting those touchdowns, get those six points. And so uh, I think that's why he's a strong fit that may be a little unexpected in the Chicago in that lineup there. But uh, yeah, I'm not expecting him to be able to keep doing much if he can even keep that job. That best thing for that team may actually be if you see Andy Dalton actually start throwing the ball. Yeah, it's not a surprise. The four teams we have listed here are the four teams at the bottom of the totals table. You're really dodging touchdowns in the low ball, and these teams are going to score the least. You got to get a little bit lucky with the positions. I think uh, Miami wide receiver. That definitely a card that I think later in the season, depending in some of the matchups they have coming up, you know, depending upon the week when they get a little healthier, I actually think this is a card that could start to turn around and. and 
be in play for some contrarian stacks for the main event. But right now, as as injured as they are, it's just a just a disaster. Yeah, they're the best one-win team I've seen. And once we can actually get two of throwing to a healthy wide receiver core, I mean, that's a strong wide receiver core. You got Devontae Parker, you got Will Fuller, you got Jalen Waddle, but one of the out of those three is the only one that can be healthy. So he's just seeing a crazy amount of targets. And Mike Kosicki turns himself into a wide receiver. But uh yeah, now I uh I think they're you know it's not it's gonna be an ugly game. Uh, I think uh I'm hopeful eventually it turns into a pretty much more valuable card, but not not today. Not today. We've already got requests for Justin to be Borat for Halloween next year. Only maybe if he comes be, in a bathing suit. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. And the last one of the night. And I don't think we want – yeah. We, we, we did not – we basically just picked the same exact tight end and defense as our, our main event lineup, which I suppose is not the, the most helpful thing. But uh, in general, you know, you guys want to talk about – if you owned a Kansas City tight end and a LA Goats defense, how you would think about whether to play them in the main event versus whether to play them in the misfit cards. I think for me, it comes down to what's your upside. And all uh, in the misfit cards, it's just the upside ain't there. Um, I think it's 450 to the top versus a trip to Miami and uh, you know a fun weekend to celebrate with some friends. I'll always take those memories of friends over a couple bucks. It's a great way to live, Ted. Yeah, All right. Any other, any other kind of final thoughts on the week ahead, week eight here? All good. We only have two two teams on by this week, so that's that's yeah. why we didn't really make like a big segment about that. Last week was the big week where we had six teams on by, only or no, two teams. Yeah, two teams. Only two teams on by. So only two teams this week. Not super impacted by by buys this week, and. uh you know, I think last week was the the most that we'll ever have in, in one individual week. That's so right. We kinda, and we kind of saw that across the contest, too. Probably a little bit more difficult for people to be able to fill out their lineup, especially with some of the important cards like the Buffalo ones that were not available. All righty. We got a little, uh, little Thursday night action coming up again here. So shall we walk through some of the Thursday night props? I'm going to get a graphic for these in the future, but for now – we're going to to stick with the old sheet right now. But as we discussed, we've got Green Bay and Arizona facing off tomorrow night. We got Arizona coming in as what six and a half point favorites. I'm seeing 50 over under. So it should be a, a an exciting high scoring game. But let's talk through some of the over unders here. Arizona QB 27.6. Running back 16.8. Wide receiver 31. Tight end 6.1. And defense nine. So Bach, any soft lines that are are jumping out at you from the Herzig bot here? I, I think the one that that stands out to me right away is the Arizona TE line at six point one. We saw Zach Ertz with both a long touchdown last week and a few targets. They've you know that's a team that has a bunch of weapons is going to spread the ball around a lot. And so if you're reliant upon it, like you're, you're probably reliant upon a touchdown to get over that line. But I think, you know, they went out and got Ertz proactively after Max Williams went down. They made him a focal point of the offense last week. I think that's, that's one that I probably would be hitting over on. Um, now, if you do that, you got to think about where the point's coming from. And so I, you know, I think just like as we talked about on prize picks, as you're making making your selections over under here, you're going to want those to be somewhat correlated. But 
Arizona tight end is probably the one that I'm I'm looking at most uh, most eagerly to hit hit an over on. And you know we're an overs club here, so. I, I told you once, I respect your opinions, even when you're wrong, Bach. But uh, you were wrong about the Noah Fant one when you said it for Denver, too. And even this time, I calculated it. I actually bumped it up a half a point because I knew Bach was going to pick that one. He was still going to want to go. And I was like, no, nah, we're going even higher. And uh turns out, turns out there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. So, uh, yeah, Zachary, it's like he ain't having that 47-yard touchdown every week. He there's, there's an entire Twitter account around him that says, Zachard's no yak. Like, he doesn't get yards after catch. So if you're expecting that, you a little loony town. <laughs> oh, and then we've got the Green Bay side of things. So Green Bay quarterback, 21. Woo, 21 for Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. Green Bay running back, 20.7. Wide receiver, 19.9. Tight end, 8.2. And defense, 6.5. Obviously, we've got a ton of injuries happening on the Packers side, including, of course, Devonta Adams. I assume that is why we're seeing a little bit of a lighter projection across the board here. Yeah, Bach, let me hear it. Give me those tight well, ends. I was just, I was going to ask, I mean, I'm not that interested in, in the tight end at, right here. Uh, I was going to ask who you had for uh, wide receiver in out when you made the projection. Um, I got almost everyone out. <laughs> yeah. I That's the one that stands, I mean, you know, 19.9. I like Rogers is good. They're going to definitely be throwing the ball to some people, but I could see them really flexing some of their other skill position players into, you know, running more tight two tight end set, sets, running more running back split out wide as a wide receiver set. So I'll be interested to see uh, that. That's the one that feels, you know, you, you 139 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that, I guess that's achievable, but they're really throwing the fourth and fifth stringers at this point. Yeah, I got, I got, I got corn on the cob there. Randall Cobb with seven. I got uh, MVP MVS with six. ESB, all these acronyms and letters with four. And uh, Rogers to Rogers, that's a good combo with three point four. Yeah, I, that's probably I'd probably take an under there and over on Green Bay running backs, thinking that they're going to both try to try to run the ball more as well as get their running backs more involved in the passing game. Obviously, Arizona is going to know that, going to try to take it away, but I still think that that's where the, the talent is on the offense right now. Yeah, I think that Green Bay line is all about whether or not Tunyon gets a touchdown. If touchdown Tunyon gets in, obviously he's over. I don't see him getting over that 82 yards, though, without one. So uh, if you're a better man, that's what you got to bet on. There we go. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over into the TOC Discord. Submit your picks. We're giving away five TOC cards to each no, sorry. Five cards total, one card to each of the top five finishers. Almost said that incorrectly. All right. I think it's time to head into a little bit of a Q&A section here. So we got a couple questions that we sourced earlier today, but definitely hit us with any questions that you have in the chat, and we will uh, talk through some of them. So let's see. Let's start with uh, with this one. So one of the questions that we got was any hints on utility of the 2021 cards for next season. So want to say a couple things. So A, we have announced previously, for those that missed it, that there will be an OGs contest next year where you can only use the cards from the first edition. So that is what we have stated so far and is really all that we are definitively saying right now. We've had talks kind of internally about how, from a communication standpoint, it's important to, 
to be pretty buttoned up and have formal communication channels when we're going to announce any information that way you know we don't drop some knowledge somewhere randomly in the discord that some people may see some people may not see or say things on the show that maybe some people may see some people may not see and uh, don't want to kind of give away anything that then they move the market so for right now yes there is utility going to next season it's in the form of that ogs contest and uh, we definitely are having ongoing conversations about potential other options for the utility but not going to elaborate too further on that until we make a definitive announcement yeah, I was going to say, one, one thing we have said uh, is about giveaways. You know, we're going to keep this, you know, through the offseason. It's going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to work on uh, increasing those giveaways. So they're actually about how many cards you own. Because right now, we've been uh, doing a little mixed combo. Come Bach and Coop, do a little dance or two on Fridays and spin that wheel to see who gets it. Like, the more cards you get, the better your chance to win it. So that's always fun. But in the offseason, we're going to get even more involved with that, where hey, the more cards, the better your chances of winning those giveaways. So that's a fun little aspect there. But, uh, yeah, we'll continue to kind of – Iterate and uh, innovate. I like to do that, the I and I. Iterate and innovate. And in the spirit of what I just said, there's a question here. Will Sunday locks continue to include Thanksgiving and Christmas? I will post an announcement about this in the Discord tomorrow. So in, in the spirit but of – yes, the answer is yes. Yeah, it, it's going to be – yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll, we'll post an official announcement about this. But basically nothing, nothing changes for any of the slates is the, the bottom line there. Let's see. I think I saw one or other. Okay, here's another one in the chat. Possibility of purchasing in the marketplace with OTM balance. Yes, absolutely. On the roadmap will be coming, you know, hopefully soonish. We don't have an exact timetable, but uh, right now you can can purchase packs or, well, can't purchase packs. They're all sold out. But you can purchase cards with your balance via opening a support ticket in the Discord but in the near future, you will be able to use your OTM balance to purchase directly on the marketplace, as well as be able to, to load up with a credit card and make purchases that way. So that is going to be coming in the very near future. Let's see. Uh, speaking of the individual cards, I think one of, one of the questions that we got was any plans for the remaining individual cards. And I mean, the, the plan is that you guys can buy them and they're available out there. And uh Little little birdie said that there's eleven jokers remaining. Is what I hear. It's what I hear. Just saying. If you want some jokers, there's jokers out there to be had. So uh Justin or Ted, any other comments on the individual cards that are remaining? You two are the only jokers I need. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Question TOC basketball in the future. That would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else in the chat. Feel free to point out any questions if you guys see them. Otherwise, we've got a uh, – oh, here's a question that I see. I'm going to have to ask this one to the commissioner. Will there be a title belt for the Week 17 live final winner? Did you, did you ask this – did you just feed me this question as if someone asked it, but really you just asked it so that you could show off your belt? People trying to steal my belt. I had to show my belt off to someone who came in my house today earlier. The mother of an NFL player who plays running back on the New Orleans Saints was in my house earlier today, and uh, I just I just had to tell her a story about Alvin Kamar. I'm not kidding at all. 
Uh, will there be a title belt? I don't know. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we like prizes. We like fun. You combine those two and uh, put them together, add a little sugar, and you never know what you're going to get, but it'll be good. There's another question that we got around how many unique users do we envision or hope for in year two? And just kind of talking about like future user growth for the platform and things of that nature. I'm not going to give any like specific numbers that we are targeting, but what I will say is that to date we've, you know, we had kind of our initial launch and we have a really highly active engaged user base of these early adopters. Very soon we will be rolling out our marketplace to be more USD friendly. I feel that once we are in that position, it becomes much easier to onboard kind of more of the masses because it's a much easier barrier to entry when people are able to just use their credit card in order to not only purchase a card, but also to buy and sell on the secondary marketplace. Uh, the other thing that I'm really looking forward to is with the NFL and Dapper partnership coming to life in the very near future. I think what that's going to do is bring in a bunch of football fans, get them familiar with NFTs as they become familiar with NFTs. They're going to discover own the moment, just like we are providing content and analytics for NBA Top Shot. We're going to be doing the exact same thing for NFL as soon as that product launches. And then as we get people in through that, bring them on over to the owner's club family. And then heading into next year, definitely envision a big things for own the moment and for the owner's club. Again, not going to get into too, too much detail on the specifics, but uh, you know, we, we've done all of this in a very short amount of time and having a whole year between now and next season, I think you guys are going to be very, very happy with the progress that we're able to make on the product and therefore able to bring in a bunch of new users and have a nice seamless experience for even the people that are maybe not as crypto savvy as some of the early adopters. I like that. TJ, I'm seeing a lot of questions coming in chat. Maybe I just go some rapid fire. You know, a little Let's do it. Okay. Boom, boom. Let's uh, get your pistols ready. We'll pick them out and shoot them down. All right. Starting off. Are you able to play two jokers? Yes, you can. Just not in the same lineup. If you get two jokers, pick two different lineups. And uh, just like yeah, I used to do at prom, you got to make sure you go to two different proms with two different girls. Not two of the same one. Don't work. All right. Next one. Are live finals posted anywhere? Actually, just post them in Discord today. You can also find them on the website if you go to the prizes and you'll see it there. That's the breakdown for all the money. But uh, later on, we'll figure out how do we actually break that down per tournament. All right. Keep them coming. We are on rapid fire mechanism. Ooh, TJ, this is a fun one. I'm going to throw it over to you. We've definitely been thinking about it. <laughs> We've definitely been thinking about it. I think that I think that's all I'm going to say now. That's we, all I we're going to say right now. Yeah, we've been thinking about it. I, I think it would be great. I think we need to make sure that it would be done in the proper way. But uh, yeah, me and Ted have been talking about it. <laughs> all right, keep them coming. Uh, this one, we can run some numbers and do a little counting and stuff. I can pull up my advocates, but I think overall we're seeing a lot of activity among the actual card holders. So, uh, over time, I do not think we've seen, we have seen a decrease in entries for the main event and the side hustle, but that's only because we're seeing more actually funnel to the other contests. So overall though, we're seeing very highly active rates. And I think if you notice in the newsletter today, that's that little pew pew that got emailed to us. We saw that nearly half of people have actually won money. And, uh, I think we've given away around $430,000 in prizes and uh, 47% have actually cashed. So I think that was a pretty cool uh, tidbit, that uh, little statistic that we threw in there. Yeah, we've also done an analysis of card holders and how many individual cards each of the unique owners owns. And 
you know, a, 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 the majority of the people on the platform own over 10 cards. So I think that what we're seeing is that when people are involved, they get very engaged, they get very active. And uh, so we're, we're definitely happy about the way those numbers look. Uh, have you discussed the option of being able to sell week 17 final entrees or will it just be a user lose them? Uh, it is not a user lose them. It is a use it period. I guess uh, we want you to use them, but uh, now nah, there's no selling. You earned it. You got to use it. If uh, you start trying to sell those things, it gets really messy. That, uh, that sounds like a middle school food fight. Cool. Cool. All right. Andy, we're going to, uh, we calculated that earlier. We're, we got two, two people tie, so we're just going to send them both cards. Uh, but if, if people didn't see in the newsletter that comes out on Fridays, we've got a new trivia game, prizes a TOC card. We're going to make the tiebreaker a little easier this week. Uh, turns out Kendrick Bourne to Nelson Aguilar. Uh, not a lot of people picked Aguilar to be the first wide receiver scoring a touchdown, but we'll, we'll notify the two winners later today. Smash the like button, everyone. If you're still here hanging out, smash the like button because you're going to like what's coming for the rest of the show. We've got some giveaways. We've got our prize picks. Pick of the week for the Thursday Night Football game. Justin, which one do we want to start with? Let's do some trick-or-treats and leave the tricks at home. Let's do those giveaways. Giveaways it is. We got producer Coop on the wheel. All right, so break down the giveaways that we've got here. It's hard to keep track of these days. (laughs) I am in complete agreement. Too many things going on in the old noggin. All right. We got the prize picks parlay of the week. We've got the Thrive Fantasy beat the bot. And uh, as I mentioned, so many things going on that uh, the bot did not enter the contest this week. Must have been a malfunction. So anyone that entered the Thrive Fantasy beat the bot, you beat them. No, you know, 50% of the battle has shown up, and the bot did not show up this week. So congrats to all of those. We will get them on the wheel, and we'll be spinning that. If uh, you are unsure what we were talking about with the Parlay of the Week or the Thrive Fantasy Beat the Bot, head into Discord, or you know what? Just uh, shoot Ted Lasso, and that's a little DM, and he will, uh, he'll, he'll share his time to help you understand what we're talking about here. But uh, let's spin those wheels. Right. SB Mitchell is now telling everyone an exclamation point join in the chat. SB Mitchell is exclamation point troll in. <laughs> Starting Let's off here, we got prize picks. Parlay of the week. We got 23 on the wheel. That's a big Michael Jordan for you right there. Let's spin that wheel behind the scenes, Coop. Spinning, spinning, spinning. Good luck. Knock a doodle do. It's going to Big Petey. Big Petey. Congratulations, Big Petey. Much better than little Petey. I'll tell you that. Hi. Right. Should we move on to Thrive? Let's move on to Thrive. Okay. Beat the bot. Don't forget, everyone. You can go on over to prizepicks.com. Register with promo code TOC. Get 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And if you deposit $100 or more, you will also receive two free Owner's Club cards. Check them out. They're also going to be with us next week in New York City for the party. So those of you that are here, we're going to be firing away. It's not going to be on Monday night anymore, so no football. But we'll have some basketball. We'll have some baseball. We'll have some 
I'm sure there's plenty of action to be had, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to to put some of my deposit to work because I am not able to play in PA. It's going to be a good time. I like that. All the deposits, Tej. All the deposits. Okay. Spin that wheel. Let's see. We got 16 on the wheel this week. We are spinning. It's going to be 5-1-2, Paul. Congratulations. Well done. We got two TOC cards heading your guys' way. Congrats to the winners. Okay. We are a bit tight on time, so we are going to pass on the parlay of the week. I will post it tomorrow in the Discord. It's a toughy one because you still got to see who's playing and stuff with regards to the injuries and such, but uh, we'll get that posted. Uh, we'll get that pick out there. And then, yeah, pretty pumped, I'd say, with a big double P pretty pumped for prize picks next week. Party time. We got giveaways for chat, though. So, Coop, let's get that new wheel on. This one, if you actually said exclamation point join, you did join a wheel. So, troll SB Mitchell, we actually troll you because thank you for helping us out. Okay. The person really getting trolled in it all is Coop because then he has to record all the the new the new names behind the scene. That's true, but he we we all got faith in Coop. Oh, I'm sure he's got them all. He's he's got the magic fingers running. Coop's like that trusty water boy that you know you you never know until you're thirsty until he runs up to you and says, "Hey, here's some water." Okay. So, what do we got here, guys? Okay, so this here in all you know. We've got a great giveaway. This one's coming directly from, I got it. Not you got it, not she got it, I got it. Our official memorabilia partner of the Owners Club. And so we have two charter member NFTs going on here. What are these charter membership NFTs? These are those NFTs where you're able to get access to an exclusive access to a player's entire career for their NFTs. And you only got to pay $1 for every follow on NFT once you're in that membership and we are giving away, we are getting two people into that. So first, we are going to do a green one for everyone that is in chat. These green ones sell for $60. And uh, I forgot. Let me see. Who did we decide we're doing this for today? This one is going to be for ah, not the Justin Bieber, but the Shane Bieber pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. So uh, pretty sure he's still pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. I don't know much baseball. I've forgotten baseball. You could fill two internets with what I don't know about baseball anymore. Those are the days back in the days. Okay, but we got two here. So what we're going to do is first one is a $60 value. It is a green NFT. Whoever we spin on, whoever it ends on, you have won. But I got a lot of DMs after I posted this on Twitter that said, hey, it's late in the UK or I got soccer practice. I'm not going to be able to make it. And I want my love to come to you too. So what we're going to do is there's a $250 platinum NFT that we're going to be giving out. But that's not going to be spun today. That's going to be spun sometime next week. But to enter that, what you got to do is you got to go on our YouTube afterwards and leave a comment. Just a comment, just anything, but you got to leave some kind of comment. You got to talk about just, just something, share your love, share something. I want to know, I want to get to know you, but you got to leave a comment and then, or go on Apple pod reviews. If you do both, you get two entries, but every comment and every Apple review between now and next week, that will get you entry into the $250 platinum charter NFT membership program. One entry for each comment. One winner, $250. Okay, that's enough. Love it. And make sure to hit the like button while you're leaving your comments. Hit the like button while you're at it. Spinning that wheel. All right, good luck. 
ladies, gentlemen, and everyone out there, and everyone in between. Here we go. Spinning, 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 slowing, slowing, slowing. Mark Cameron, come on down. Congratulations. The newest owner of a Shane Bieber NFT charter membership. Congrats. From I got it, and uh, we will, we, we will actually, if I only know your name, that's not going to help us. So send us a DM on Twitter, reach out to us so we can get in contact with you. Either shoot us a DM on Discord or Twitter or something. Congrats, Mark Cameron. And for everyone else, as I said, that's a $250 platinum membership. Leave a comment on the YouTube after we end this, or even better, go into the Apple Podcast reviews and leave a review for us there. And uh, we will count both of those. If you do both, you get two entries. Excellent. That'll do it for this evening. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Reminder, we will be off next week. So the full team will be away at the NFT NYC conference. No podcast on Monday or on Wednesday. So you get a little week off from us. But you don't get a week off from us if you're in NYC. We'll see you Monday night at the Top Shop Happy Hour. We'll see you Tuesday night at Tap House 33, celebrating with the OTM team. Have a great weekend, Halloween, all of that good stuff. And uh, we will see you guys in two weeks. So on behalf of, yes. Our goal is to go out on a high like Willie Nelson. See y'all next time. (laughs) 